Mackenzie, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you to be here today? Millions of people watching. How do you feel about being here? In the, I, in I feel a little forced. Forced? <laughs> Is someone holding a gun? Yeah. Oh, uh, you were on stage yesterday. You're like a pro. I'm, I'm a total pro. I love these kind of things. So my I, favorite. I'm so grateful to have both of you guys here because uh, you represent, uh, like, uh, you're, you're, you're uh, overseeing children's ministry. You're the director of children's ministry. Brian, you oversee our youth. And so represented here between uh, Brian and Mackenzie, we have birth all the way through 18 years old, through 12th grade at least from a ministry standpoint in the church, right? And so what I'm excited about, we have the opportunity to talk about uh, what is the, the vision and mission, God's vision and mission for raising up the next generation, raising up our children from a church's perspective and from a parent's perspective. So uh, just to start things out, uh, Mackenzie, maybe you, could, maybe you could share just a little bit. You've been serving in kids. Uh, you've, you've stepped in this role of, of director. You shared a little bit just kind of like the, the canned vision of, of, of Outward Church. But as you see it, like what is the church's role in, in raising up kids? That's a big question. Yeah. Well, you better make sure that like the theology is real like tight here. No, I'm just kidding. So say it again. What is the church supposed to... Yeah, I mean, just what you've come to know and understand is the church's role in raising up kids. Okay. Um, I mean, I really think we're learning more that equipping parents is the biggest thing. Like, to give parents um, the ability to do more work at home than we're doing here in the church. Yeah, because it's the par- the parents are the ones doing the ministry, right? The parents yeah. have, we watched this video at church, it says 3,000 hours uh, throughout the course of the year of influence compared to the church's 40 hours. Like 40 hours is all we get as a church. So like how can we have this grand idea that they would know all that they need to know about who God is uh, and, and what Jesus has done for them in their lives uh, in those 40 hours, right? Like the parents thinking that way that the parents really are the ones doing the ministry. And so it's, it's partnership, right? Yes, totally, totally. Um, I mean, I think it's great for us to make, like, church a fun place to be and, you know, a safe place and, you know, to have fun games and to cultivate relationships between the kids um, and with the teachers. But I think mostly the goal is to, you know, give snippets of information that can continue in the home during the week. I love that. You're thinking generationally, right? These kids are going to be sitting in the sanctuary, worshiping God, serving God, and, and, and you're like thinking that you want them right now to start enjoying church. And you're thinking in the same ways, aren't you, Brian? I mean, as far as like youth, uh, like when, when, a, when a child moves out from their house, and, and are they going to continue in the faith? Are they going to continue in the church? Uh, like you're kind of taking that handoff uh, when a child comes out of fifth grade and into our middle school and high school ministry, you're thinking about, uh, you know, keeping them connected uh, to the church, and, and you're still partnered with the parents in that way, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> certainly partnered with the parents. I, I think that with youth, uh, you know, specifically, uh, our students start transitioning away from their parents' faith and into a faith that is their own, whether that is following Jesus or following something else. Of, of course, there's many other influences. We want to steer them toward Jesus. We want to be 
a place where they can ask those questions um, and and wrestle with those things, wrestle with why do I believe this or or what do I believe about uh, you know this uh, you know whole you know religion and Jesus and, and God and all of that. So that's it's a really neat place to be as you kind of see these students even from incoming sixth graders through 18-year-olds, you know, high school seniors on their way out, like, we we have a huge range of age and, like, developmental uh, place, uh, placement there that, you know, we have seen this now, this evolution of of students uh, kind of thinking and processing. So that's, that's really fun. And, and, you know, to speak to uh, what you had mentioned about, like, thinking about them as adults in the church, worshiping, serving, being a part of it. One of the things that I'm most excited about is, is equip students. So this is like our student leadership um, kind of track that, that, that we have students getting on, which has been super well received. We're now in the second uh, kind of trimester of, of that um, you know, process. Uh, and like we see students engaging with their faith in a really great way. Like they're, they're coming and serving, helping make the Wednesday program happen. Some of them are in the, the worship band uh, and leading worship for the other students. Some of them are, are, you know, tech and media teams. Some of them are helping to greet and set up and all the things that happen with any church service. Uh, but instead of all of us doing it, like we're seeing them take that on, which is so great because it's going to be a natural transition then from them to go from youth ministry to regular adult ministry and in fact, even as a part of Equip Students, then we, we're telling them that once a month, uh, in addition to what they're doing on Wednesdays, once a month they need to be serving somewhere in the church. Maybe that's in children's ministry or on hospitality team or in the worship band or, you know, whatever that might be. And, and hopefully they would be building connections there so that as they launch uh, into adulthood, um, <clears throat> it's not this hard break that, well, I always went to this separate youth thing that was totally different and separate from the church. And then all of a sudden they tell me I can't go there and I have to go to church on Sunday and I never really did that before and these are all new people that I don't know. Our hope is by the time they get to, you know, the end of their high school career, they would already be plugged in and engaged and they wouldn't even notice a transition in a, in a sense, right? Outward Church really foundationally is built on this, this Ephesians 4 view of the church that we exist to make, disciple, or to make disciples who love Jesus and live outward. And, and that means that the role of the church leadership is to uh, equip the saints to do the works of ministry, right? That, it, that Ephesians 4 model. So that means, like, yes, our students are the saints who are called to do God's ministry, to do God's work uh, in the church, in the city, uh, in their schools. And so we're preparing them for that and, and equipping for that, them for that. Um, and, and you said, Brian, something that, uh, that was really interesting, that, that youth starts to make their faith their own as they kind of enter into that, that, that you know, what we call kind of rebellious teenage years. Like, like that is, God, by God's design, uh, an individual's separation in their own identity from their parents, and they're becoming their own person. Those are very formative years. Um, but that doesn't mean necessarily that we don't have even kids at, as young as, as uh, like kindergarten and first grade first placing their faith 
in Jesus. Like your wife is an example of that. And For Mackenzie, sure. you've seen you've seen baptisms uh, come out of the the ministry in in elementary age, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the kids just grasp onto it real quickly and early and are super excited about it. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, my my wife's story, is, as you alluded to, is is great. She placed her faith in Jesus at, at five or six and has been walking with Jesus ever since. Like, that's fully legitimate, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, and as with any of us, is not a perfect person and has wrestled with, you know, all, all kinds of things throughout her life. But that that conversion moment, uh, as legitimate as, as mine in my early 20s, you know, no no different. She fully grasped it and, and you know, she's been able to grow in her uh, knowledge and love and understanding of Jesus since then. But uh, like that's, that's super cool to see that. Uh, and I feel like we've been seeing, I don't want to say more, but we might see more baptisms of students of various ages than even adults, which is just cool, I think. Like it's cool to see that these young people are, are getting it. And, and responding in faith um, at, at whatever age. Which is, which is so encouraging to our volunteers because uh, our volunteers, you have volunteers in, in the children's ministry, we have volunteers within youth ministry, and, and they all see themselves. We all see ourselves as, as doing ministry in the lives of these kids. Uh, I, I just wanted to read something from 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, it says... Um, that, that he's entrusted to us the message of re- reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And so, like, we then take on this ambassador ministry, representing Jesus, speaking on behalf of God. Uh, and, and, and not only as volunteers in children's ministry, not only, uh, you know, leading in these, in these ministry areas, and not only are we giving that charge to the students to go then and be ambassadors, but a parent's role. A parent's role is an ambassador's role, isn't it? And we talked about how a parent has more influence than anyone else. We have to be so focused on equipping the parent. When they're in here receiving the ministry of the word, uh, our view of children's ministry has to be not, not replacing the parent or doing the heavy load of the parent, but equipping the parent, coming alongside the parent, because that parent has that big ambassador ministry uh, to their children. Yeah, we... Um I'm excited to talk about these. Um, this is the thing that we send home with parents every week. Um, and it's uh, weekly cues that the parents can talk with their kids about like what they learned. And so this is a helpful way that we're able to equip parents um, in their home to continue the work that we're doing here at my, church. My three-year-old daughter brought that home, and there was there was one thing on there that says, on the drive. Do you mind reading that real quick? It'll take just yeah. a second. On the drive. It gives like a little, the parent, here's something you can do while you're driving. Read that for us. As you drive or take a walk, tell your child which way you need to go in order to get where you're going. Ask your child what would happen if you went the wrong way. You would not get to where you needed to go. Talk about how God's way is perfect. That means God's way is never, ever wrong. God's way will always be the best way and we will get and will get us where God wants us to go. Like we're talking about seizing every opportunity. You're just driving in the car. How many times are we driving in the car and the kids are, you know, fighting in the back or whatever? Uh, Brian, you've got five kids. You're pregnant. You're going to be having a, a baby here pretty soon. Four. Four. Uh, no, but we're talking about that one. You got well, one. Yeah. 
Okay. You got your foster family now, and you're waiting for your fifth. Okay, that's, that's why. I, that's why I said okay. five. All I right. know you got four. All right. Uh, you know, I've got kids at home, and how often are they fighting in the back? Uh, and 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 like redeem driving time. Talk to them about like for sure which direction you're going and how God's way is is never wrong, right? Like these are the little helpful prompts of like, oh yeah, all of our life can be discipleship. Every moment, redeemable. We've been given this ministry of reconciliation. We're ambassadors as parents into the lives of our children. Can I tell you one of my favorite moments? Uh, this is maybe diverging from this a little bit. Stories and these moments, these interjections are what make this talk interesting. Please. Uh, TV shows or, or specifically movies, uh, like if, if we sit down as a family and watch a movie, and, and I love, I, I like, I just love movies. I love stories, and I love sitting down with my kids. This is one of my all-time favorite things. On a Sunday afternoon or something like that, we, these are rare moments that we all get to sit still in the same place at once, and we'll watch a movie. And every movie, every good story has elements that point to or are you know, taken from or suggest elements of the gospel. Uh, and it's not really all that hard to look at a, a movie and find these these little gospel hints and whispers. And I'm talking non-Christian movies, just whatever latest Disney princess movie I'm watching uh, is like, let's talk about how that character sacrificed themselves for the sake of these other characters. And that is uh, a, a picture of what Jesus does for us. And I will pause the movie, or when the movie's done, we'll stop. And before everybody goes their different ways, we stop and we talk about it, and and just like dissect that together to the point where my my you know kids can spot this stuff, or they start anticipating what I'm going to ask them, uh, and and they start seeing that in stories. And they and then when they're reading their books, you know they're, they're thinking about that, and and I just think those are such cool, like easy discipleship moments. Um, that, you know, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian family. Like, talking about faith was the most, like, faith and sex. It was like, okay, mom and dad are going to sit you down and have this awkward conversation, and all you want to do is get out of this conversation. And that was, you know, kind of how, like, faith and God was was dealt with, of course, you know, as a, from a non-believing family. Um, and, like, I just want it to be a part of our daily vocabulary, that we're talking about Jesus and where he shows up and what he's doing and, and uh, I, I just think, like, that's, that's so easy, and it's, that's just a, a fun means of discipleship for really all ages, even, you know, little three- and four-year-olds and, and up, you know, can start getting that. And that's so, that's so accessible. I mean, Mackenzie, how are you feeling about this job that's in front of you as, as being a mom? Uh, uh, overwhelmed. Like, <laughs> gosh, excited, but, like, there's so much to do. And how often do you hear parents say, like, gosh, I just don't do enough, like, you know, and, and they hear this story about Brian and, like, and they're like, man, when I, when we watch movies, that's, like, my opportunity to check out, and you're telling me I got to be engaged while we're watching movies, uh, you know, like, it, the job feels overwhelming sometimes for parents, and sometimes parents are, are kind of loaded up with guilt, um, and I don't know, maybe you have something to say, I'm assuming, because you have your microphone up. I just keep this ready all the time. You never know what's going to come out or when. It's just good to have the mic ready to go. So, like my my encouragement that I would that I would give to parents is, uh, I mean, to point this all back to to outward church, love Jesus and live outward. There's a reason why we say love Jesus first. Like this ambassador. Like if you're going to think of yourself as a parent as an ambassador, first know the one who's sending you. Oh yeah. 
know the one, know his message, like fall in love with Jesus, and then represent him. Like, and, and then we don't have to necessarily overcomplicate over it. Like, like, if your mealtime doesn't look like, uh, you know, something from a, a, I don't know, some movie or something like that, like, uh, or, you know, praying with your kids, and I devote, we do family devote. You know, like, if it doesn't look perfect, that's okay. Uh, like, you, you can't give what you don't have, right? And so it starts with loving Jesus, Right? And out of that, it, you're just going to want to talk about him with your kids. You're going to think about how uh, following directions on the way home reminds us about how reliable and trustworthy God is. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with that entirely. Um, I, I can't say how often I, I hear, and, and this is not to like guilt anyone at all, uh, but I, I hear super often, yeah, we, we want to start coming to church. We started going to church because, uh, you know, I think the kids need that. Uh, it's like, hey, I, I need that. I need that. Like, I need to be in community with God's people. I need to be under the instruction and teaching of God's word. I need to be daily reminded of who Jesus is and what he's done for me. I need to be reminded that he forgives me of my sin by dying on the cross uh, and that I need to be placing my faith in him. Like, I need that all the time. I would, you know, venture to say every single adult, every parent needs that all the time. We, we need to understand forgiveness like we have never understood it before. As we embark on parenthood, your, your <laughs> capacity to forgive will be tested. Uh, and like we need to understand what we've been forgiven of so that we can extend forgiveness to our spouse and to our kids uh, like, we, we need to be taking that in all the time. This is not just good for the kids. It's good for all of us. And then, yeah, as you fall in love with Jesus and, and pursue Jesus, um, like, you can't help but for that stuff to come out. That's uh, absolutely true. That's why I thought it was cool that um, the youth group started using the children's Bible for your lessons because it is so basic. Like, it reminds you of the same thing every week. They, they, they don't know we're using that. Don't, we don't tell them we, that we're using if, that. If the, if the youth group students knew we were teaching them from a children's Bible, they'd totally check out. But uh, we take the lessons from that and then teach it from, from the ESV, translation of the full Bible. And we just never tell them that it's... Uh, although sometimes some of the terminology slips in, and some of these kids have heard these stories uh, for all years. for years growing up, um, you know... Uh, so we'll see the, if they catch on. The they truth is, that simple truth of the Bible <laughs> is really all we need. And, ju- and the, the Jesus Storybook Bible definitely help us, helps us get there, for sure. Uh, you guys, I, I super appreciate uh, you guys being a part of this. I wish we could spend uh, more time talking about uh, family discipleship. But I, I heard a, an alarm going off, Mackenzie. What was that alarm? Did you forget to silence your phone? Is that... Maybe. You got, you got something somewhere you need to be right now? Or? No. Okay. <laughs>